Hello and welcome to Spicy Times. My name is Oliver Spicer. And I'm Louis. Louis, can you describe yourself in a season of the year? Probably winter. Winter, why is that? Because it's my favourite season. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you like the cold? I like being cold more than being too hot. Yeah, of course. I think we've discovered this already. Winter is also symbolises death of things, right? Like the death of trees. Yeah, and I love death. Great. (laughs) (laughs) What about the kind of activities? Ice skating, maybe skiing? Do you enjoy those? I don't think I've ever ice skated, ever. Mm -hmm. What about skiing? Nope. Nope. So you're very anti the activities. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just like it. I like the traditional winter where it's like snowy and stuff. Mm-hmm. But do you like being inside or outside? Uh, both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, snow. Can you create something with that? Like a snowman? Or a, a polar bear of snow. A polar bear of it's snow. An, it's an advanced snowman. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> What's the skill you need to create a polar bear? I need years of snowman training mm-hmm. to finally make a polar bear. Is there some kind of establishment you could go to? Yeah, you've got to go... Well, you have to go through the whole education system yeah. of snowman building. Mm-hmm. And by the time you get to like the university equivalent, yeah, you can then build like actual sculptures, <laughs> such as polar bears. <laughs> so there's a lot of build-up to the actual execution. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Well, this is Spicy Times, the podcast full of fun games. And our first fun game is Louis' Toolbox. Louis will randomly think of an object and must explain how he would solve a secret task with it. So, Louis, can I get a random object? Does a polar bear count as an object? You know what? Let's go for it. (laughs) So, with a polar bear, you must find a cure for broken bones. Okay, well, if you need to find a cure, Mm -hmm. you need to venture the world to find a cure. So, I think riding the polar bear is the number one mode of transport. So that can go both over land and ice yeah. and sea? They can swim, I think. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> I trust it enough to swim over a whole ocean. Yeah. yeah. So the idea is you get a bunch of scientists on polar, polar bears, bears yeah. to travel around the world looking for the antidote. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, also, I think if anyone tries to sort of like stop you, mm-hmm. I mean, the polar bears are pretty scary sometimes. Oh, yeah. So, you know. So would they be cute and, like, fuzzy towards their owners and then really aggressive yeah. to everyone else? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, would they, in fact, break the bones of the people <laughs> that came to... And just take them. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be like the scientists mask it as them trying to discover um, bones. Yeah, and they come back, like, mm. to the country they came from. And like, oh, here's the bones, we found mm. them. Yeah. But actually, they took them. Okay, from living people. it went very, I'm not going <laughs> to say light, because I don't feel like riding polar bears is that good, <laughs> to extremely dark, which is yeah. stealing people's bones <laughs> to, like, replace your own, which yeah. is pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. Could, like, you know how building muscle, you have to first break down your muscle, and then you build it back up even stronger? Yeah. 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 Maybe if you get enough polar bears to attack you... To, like, slightly break your bones. Just slightly. Yeah, they're trained just to only slightly break your bones. Then, over time, your bones will get stronger. Maybe. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe it just wouldn't work. Well, it's it's just a theory. It's a polar bear theory. That's what they tell to the people their bones are going to be harvested. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We found this new cure. Mm. We just set these polar bears on you and hope for the best. Mm Mm-hmm. So maybe the upper class, the people could afford this polar bear 
surgery, I guess, yeah. would, as small children, get exposed to polar bears. Yeah. 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 And then never crack their bones. No. Have you ever broken a bone? Nope. Okay, well, <laughs> there and, you and go. I can tell you something. I what? have a pet polar bear. Oh my so god! I think there's a correlation. I think we have, yeah, a strong. I would even say the strongest of correlations yeah. between owning a pet polar bear and not breaking your bones. Yeah. Okay, great. Can I get another random object from your toolbox? I don't know how I fit this in my toolbox, mm-hmm. but I would like a postbox. A postbox. A full postbox. A full of other people's posts? Yeah. <laughs> All the letters. So you've stolen a postbox. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to put in your toolbox. Yeah. It's like a box inside of a box. Yeah. Is... I, I, well, I thought I thought the toolbox was a bit empty. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know what would make this pretty full? Yeah. Is if I took all the letters and the postbox. All right. Yeah. So your job is to invent a toy for children. Using a postbox. I think it invented itself, let's be honest. (laughs) You read other people's mail? Uh, well, I think a toy just has to be entertaining, right? So you you take the postbox, and it's sort of like, uh, it's only for children, because only children can sort of like fit their hands in the postbox and take out the letters, you know? And then when they get the letters, you know, it's like a game of like, finding the best letter. Finding the best letter. And what is the best letter? Like, what's a very interesting letter? Well, it depends who's playing the game. Mm-hmm. Maybe people are sort of like just greedy and they want to find like letters that have money in. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Or I don't know. May- maybe someone wants to like discover something in a secret yeah. letter. I want kind of a backstory, maybe like a postcard with a yeah. rich like history yeah. behind it, of like maybe like a whole narrative story inside a postcard. <laughs> and you steal enough postcards and you get like the whole narrative of someone's yeah. life. Yeah. You would have to take it from the same postbox though. Yeah. And you could like link them together. Mm-hmm. That would be great. You could solve all the crimes. Mm. <laughs> so it's a way for children to solve crimes. Yeah. Can we touch briefly, and I mean briefly, on yeah. the legality of this? Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. As, as long as as long as the the people sending the letters and the people receiving the letters don't know about it. Yeah. Then it can't harm them. Do the people getting the letters get them eventually after you've like? Oh, after after yeah. after all the crime is solved, <laughs> then yeah. <laughs> they can have the letters back. <laughs> it's like on them that crime exists. And unless all of it is solved, they're not getting any kind of letters from their family. Nothing. Yeah. Okay, great. What about like Amazon boxes? Would you, or is it just like any post? I mean, one day this this game might evolve to not only take post boxes and letters, but also packages. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not at that stage now. No, no okay. That's fine. Yeah. So it's quite limited, but... But let's be honest, if, if in five years there's still crime, we might have to <laughs> we might have to start taking packages too. So this is really a way to make detective children yeah. for police agencies. Well, everyone knows that all all crime mm-hmm. goes through letters. Yeah. Because <laughs> phones are tracked, so letters are a good idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would the criminals not just move to other forms of communication? Maybe if they knew about all the post boxes going missing. Yeah. They do. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But wouldn't you, like, write a letter and then it just wouldn't come to the person that you gave it to? Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. Maybe they're dumb. That's why they don't cry. Yeah, (laughs) I guess so. Okay, and finally, what is your last random object? Um, the world's largest cookie. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's in, like, size? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the diameter is the biggest. Yeah. Okay. Um, you need to set up a new measurement system 
I mean, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. So what you do is, right, it's a, it's a measurement of length. Ah, uh, yeah. So you, you roll a cookie, mm-hmm. and every time the point of, like, one side, yeah. every time it does the full circumference, mm-hmm. then it's one cookie. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what would you use this measurement for? Um, It's sort of, like, baking-related measurements. <laughs> so it's, yeah. like, if it's, like, you need a baking tray, which has to be this length, then mm-hmm. you're, like... Well, it has to be one and a half cookies by one and a half cookies. But the world's largest cookie must be massive, <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe the big baking tray. <laughs> they want to one-up. Oh, that's even like, what if the record gets broken? The measurement would the, get... The measurement changes. Yeah. <laughs> so you would have to update all of your recipes yeah. depending on what the largest cookie diameter was yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is is because no one knows what like the cookie is mm-hmm. until someone makes the largest one yeah so the person who makes the largest one makes all the cooking books as well because they have the updated recipes. oh so you would get a bunch of like cooking companies that make these books yeah they would get invested in technologies that could make the largest cookie yeah available because then they they have the only valid books because they mm-hmm. have the only valid measurements. Yeah. yeah. Would it even be the fact that you couldn't get more than one cookie, as in like a one cookie baking tray? Yeah. Because if you got more than one, you could use that baking tray to make a larger cookie. Yeah. So as soon as you make that larger cookie, you've in fact decreased the overall value mm-hmm. of the cookie. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it will be widely adopted? I think if everyone heard about the fact that a cookie was a measurement, Mm-hmm. they'd be they'd be happy yeah yeah would you also use it for stuff like running like oh i just run like 105 cookies the thing is if if you run one cookie you burn off one cookie in calories oh so okay it works on that level wow that is a massive diameter yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a big cookie <laughs> yeah okay could you also use it for maybe something like time you would have to transcend a physical cookie <laughs> if it was time because you can't like measure physically time i was thinking about like the time it takes for you to eat this cookie could be like one cookie in time yeah well you'd have to you'd have to then take that measurement of the fastest like the world record for eating the world records yeah largest cookie so there would be two variables which it depends it would be even more unstable is what we're saying yeah Yeah. it would be awful yeah but good for length just don't involve anything else (laughs) actually no bad for length but, it, but it's called a cookie, so... <laughs> <laughs> I get the logic, I just don't get, like, the stuff behind it. Like, the behind-the-scenes. Yeah. Alright. As long as you're able to measure stuff in cookies, just be happy. Alright, okay. Worry about it. No one will ever be sad again. No. Crime is gone, sadness is gone, bones are gone. And there's polar bears. <laughs> Hell so, yeah. You know. This is the kind of world we need. Yeah. Invest in a lot of different things, really. <laughs> But make sure you measure your stuff in cookies. Yeah. Okay, great. Our next game is Obstruction Construction, where Louis and I will go back and forth trying to make a certain type of building less and less useful at its intended purpose. All right. So today's building is a library. So what is the intended purpose of library? To give books to the public. Yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. So... What's a easy way we could stop that from happening? If you made all the books the same book. <laughs> <laughs> Which book in particular would they all be? Um, Jamie Oliver's 15-Minute Recipes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. So whenever you want to take out a book, it has to be 
Jamie Oliver's yeah. 15 minute yeah. recipes. Would maybe you could have someone in the library, like an underground service, where they transform the book into a different piece of literature. So they rearrange yeah, all the words used, yeah. Yeah, yeah, into something like a novel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you would have to go through the process of transforming Jamie Oliver's fifteen-minute meals mm-hmm. into, like, War and Peace. Yeah. Which yeah. is a very, very expensive procedure. Yeah. And and it's and it's it's funny because there's not enough words to complete the novel, so a lot of the words are replaced with olive oil for some reason. So you get like a lot of sentences which have multiple uses of the word olive oil in. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be instead of like this crazy word. Yeah. That's only existed in like some places. Yeah. Like a really just not common word. Yeah. It would just be replaced with like chives, olive oil, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Just, just cooking recipes. Yeah. yeah. A lot more numbers as well than yeah. most books. <laughs> <laughs> Especially 15. I don't know why that comes up. It just does. Every book is titled 15. That's it. You really need to work to try and get the book you're looking for. Yeah. Okay. I think that's good. Um, what I think is that you could make really long staircases. Yeah. Yeah. So not only do you have to find someone who can transform the Jamie Oliver cookbook, mm-hmm. you also need to climb like Mount Everest just to get a just hold. To finally get your copy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think also not only do you have to climb all the way just to get your copy. Mm-hmm. The point of a library is there's like free books. Yeah. So like, sure. The Jamie Oliver book is free. You can take it out, but you have to pay for it to be transformed. Yeah. So if you read, if you want to read like any other book, it costs money. Mm, that's a it's, catch, it's, right? it's, Yeah, it's a very intricate process of taking all the words and rearranging them. It would create a lot more jobs. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Jamie Oliver book rearrangers. But also more literacy, like yeah. a lot more. <laughs> uh, maybe if you're going up this high place to this high place mm-hmm. you want a lot of toilet breaks right yeah but every time you want to use the toilet you have to give in a copy of jamie <laughs> oliver's 15 minute meals <laughs> so by the time you get to the top you're actually negative yeah so you just got to kind of sprint upwards yeah and so far like nobody has gotten <laughs> a positive copy of Jamie Oliver's 15 minute meals. So far, the library's actually gained yeah. 15 minute yeah. recipes. <laughs> it's gained so many Jamie Oliver's 15 minute <laughs> recipes, that, but no one is taking them out. Yeah, They can't get to it. And they, they also do like trick deals. Mm. Where like the library's like, I'm, I'm sure you're like tired of the 15 minute recipes right now. Yeah. And they're like, of course. we actually have half an hour recipes. And then people get to the top, but it's just two books. Oh. And they're like, oh. They tricked me again. I would kind of like that, though, because then you could go to the toilet twice yeah. on the way back. <laughs> you still gain nothing. <laughs> Louis, it's about the journey, not about what you get at the end. All right. I'm sorry to be so materialistic. It's about the olive oil. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... We've got this kind of weird pilgrimage yeah. with Jamie Oliver's 15-minute meals. <laughs> Is there any way we can make it even more worse? Those are the only cookbooks ever. Okay, yeah. Those are the only recipes anyone knows how to make. Yeah. And no one even knows how to make them unless you get the book. Yeah, so the library, as it grows in power, because it obviously got all the power because yeah. it's got all it's, the... It's got all the food, basically. Yeah. <laughs> It would stop other people from eating unless you get to the top. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a cafe at the top, a small one, but still. (laughs) 
Like, everyone has their food, but they just don't know what to do with it. Yeah, because like, they need the cookbook to yeah. tell them how to eat food. <laughs> they have olive oil, and they're just, like, eating it by the teaspoon. This is hell. We have created a hell out of poor Jamie's cookbook. <laughs> um, no one... So, they've bought out all other book companies. Well, this is the only book. Okay. Yeah. But, like, bookshops like Waterstones... They don't exist. No. Because... Well, like, the, the, the bookstores just take the only book that exists and mm-hmm. try and transfer it to something else. Ah, that's okay. So that's what the bookstores are yeah. for. But the library is really just pumping out as many 15-minute meals as they can. And the great thing about that is that it's so non-time-consuming <laughs> to make a recipe in that book that the chefs working there don't even need to work hard. No. <laughs> I feel like we we are owed some money for talking about Jamie Oliver's fifteen minute meals this much. <laughs> but you get your copy in Waterstones for nine ninety nine. <laughs> but you will need to climb for infinity yeah. and give copies of the book as tokens for the bathroom. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is awful. We have ruined the process of going to the library, and also kind of being human. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Great. So our next game is a quiz, Unbelievable Biographies, in which Louis must guess the correct wrong fact about a historical figure out of three odd options. Okay. So our first figure is Napoleon. So which one is the fake fact about Napoleon? Did he write a romantic novel? Was he famous for losing cards? Or did Beethoven plan to dedicate a symphony after him? Losing cards, is that like he lost at the game? Yeah. He just, he just sort of like had a bunch of cards and he just kept losing them. He'd, he'd end up with <laughs> His like credit a deck cards, of like, yeah. he'd end up like a deck of like 51 cards. He's like, oh, I've lost one again. Uh, <laughs> How am I going to play? <laughs> yeah, he just kept on losing one specific card. Yeah. The ace of diamonds. Yeah, he just, just could yeah. not find it. Yeah. Oh. Famously. That's why he didn't even want war. He just wanted to scour... <laughs> he just wanted to find the yeah. diamonds. He knew it was somewhere in Europe, so he had to just kind of go across everywhere with his yeah. army. They didn't even want to fight, none of them. Yeah. <laughs> they, they just wanted to play some poker. Yeah, yeah. they couldn't find the Ace of Diamonds. No. Very sad. It's meant in more of he couldn't play yeah, cards, yeah, like, yeah. well... Being who he is, is, you have to be, like, really tactical. Oh, okay, so I think yeah. You have to be, well, I don't know if you have to be good at cards, but I mean, like, <laughs> he, it's similar things. You know when you join the army, they yeah. just play a game yeah. of rummy and that's it. <laughs> There's nothing else. <laughs> you play against the highest rank possible, yeah. and if they lose, then you get their place, uh-huh. and they're, they're just out of a job. And that's actually how you win wars. Yeah. The missiles are just a decoy. It's actually <laughs> down to one card game. They're just distractions completely. Yeah. Yeah, so you're saying that... Because he has to be tactical as a general, yeah. he must be good at playing tactics in cards. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So you think that's real or just like I think I think I think I think he could play cards. Okay. Yeah. Alright. So what about the first one? He wrote a romantic novel. Clearly a very romantic man. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love the guy. So Why is that? <laughs> I don't know. He just seems like a really nice guy, mm-hmm. uh, and I think if he if he gave me relationship advice, I'd I'd read it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're thinking along the lines of a self help book by Napoleon, dating book yeah. about dating. Yeah. Would that also be very tactical? 
maybe maybe it's like top 10 dating tactics for mm. Napoleon. How to arrange yeah. your troops in like a love heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to win her heart. <laughs> um, so you think that maybe, again, being a general could translate to winning someone's heart? I mean, if you can win wars, you can win someone's heart. Yeah, That's but can he say. win cards? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is war just about winning people's hearts? Um, yeah, well, you have to... You have to first win the cards. Yeah. But if if the person doesn't like you, if they don't respect yeah. you, if you haven't won their heart for winning the uh, the card, you, you get win. to keep all the hearts. Yeah, you, you just keep. <laughs> Instead of getting their heart, you just yeah. keep the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh. What about the last one? Beethoven planned to dedicate a symphony after him. Um. I could see that being a thing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They were around at the same time, yeah. so it could have happened. Yeah, I think, well, I think if you're composing music, mm-hmm. it, and especially if you're like Beethoven, it wants to be like complex. So I think if you if you make a song like about a complex person, then it, it would make sense. Yeah, so yeah. how do you think the song about Napoleon would sound? It's just, it's a synth. <laughs> it's a synth, <laughs> but it is one. Beethoven not only dedicated a song to him, he invented, invented time travel, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go forward in synths. time uh, <laughs> and it's just it's just loads of synths yeah, yeah. playing at once yeah. somehow in the background there is the background of like battle <laughs> but really it's just a hundred synths playing at once yeah yeah. it's, it's actually like not even a new composition it's just all of those compositions mm-hmm. played at the same time <laughs> on different synths <laughs> and somehow it creates a really beautiful song well it's a metaphor for how each each symphony played mm. on each synth yeah is a single person in war oh and they're all coming together to yeah. create chaos i thought it was more like napoleon's levels like his layers oh. inside his personality yeah as a complex person and each of his <laughs> layers is a synth we all have very complex synths playing yeah. at a time sometimes i feel like an orchestra of synths <laughs> 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 I feel like we need like a helpline or something <laughs> for that. <laughs> okay, yeah. And you just gotta feel what synth you wanna listen to. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay, so which one are you going for as the wrong fact about Napoleon? Uh wait, the second one was he couldn't play cards. Yes. I think he could. So that's wrong. You are absolutely correct. Background on the first one. It was called Clisson and Eugene, and it was actually about a soldier falling in love. So you're kind of right. And Beethoven did plan to dedicate a symphony to him. A symphony. (laughs) 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 But (laughs) he didn't after he became emperor. Okay, our next historical figure is Caesar. All right. Great. So which one is the wrong fact about Caesar? He named a cheese after himself, <laughs> got kidnapped by pirates, or introduced the leap year. Yeah, or did he? Did, did, did he go to different countries a lot? I guess so. He was like emperor, so yeah. you would go to, yeah. I guess, his whole empire. I could see that. I could see that being a thing. Yeah, what would yeah. the pirates want with him? Um, I'm, I'm sure being emperor gives you a lot of stuff. Yep, yeah. that's true, yeah. And if he's going to other countries, maybe he, he like has stuff to give to other. Countries. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So like maybe he brought some of his cheese, yeah. named after himself, yeah. to his, other countries. 
as yeah. a peace offering. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So his self-titled cheese. Yeah. Do you think that's real? If you're, I'm pretty might be egotistical. That is true. He probably was very. If you like cheese. You might think, well, I'm egotistical. I like myself, and I also like cheese. Mm-hmm. What if I wasn't cheese? Yeah, and then, he, and then yeah, he transforms into a cheese, <laughs> and then right there, he did like a thumbs up, and he turned into a cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the personality of Caesar that would make him into a cheese? Um, like what his personality has in common with his yes. cheese? <laughs> yeah, he's very harsh. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it would be bitter, it's, maybe? It was, yeah, it's like a very mature cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I think he was pretty old. Maybe it's like an aged cheese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it goes well with fruit. <laughs> <laughs> As? As he eats fruit. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Good. I think he definitely embodies that cheese. Yeah. So it would be like a hard cheddar with a lot of fruit inside of it. Oh, no. It, d- it doesn't have fruit inside of it. It he goes well with it. fruit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would you eat that cheese? Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Maybe because he's been made into a lot of marble statues, it would yeah. kind of look like marble. Yeah. So you're eating well, Caesar. The thing is, they thought it was marble. It was actually cheese. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it's sort of like because it's so old, it's sort of like mm-hmm. become as hard as marble. So Caesar loved cheese so much, he made statues of it. Yeah. He was oh, okay. like, "I am Caesar, and I'm next to." A Caesar statue made out of Caesar cheese. Yeah. This is this is the pinnacle of life. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them might have been damaged because he ate half of it. Yeah. 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 Or maybe after he was overthrown, they decided to eat him. They decided to eat all the Caesar cheese. Okay. Wonderful. And what about the last one? Introducing the leap year. I don't know what his motivations would be of like mm-hmm. introducing another day. Maybe he really hated someone that was born on the 31st of february is that when it is is it june the 31st where is when it's, it's 28th and then leap year is 29th of what february okay yeah maybe he really hated someone that was born on the 29th of february yeah so he wanted them to be younger yeah <laughs> or maybe 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 he really liked them, he mm-hmm. wanted them to oh, okay be- Younger. <laughs> so he wanted someone to stay young. Yeah. Uh so So he just sort of removed every every four years, he removed three years of their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean I'm not seeing the positives behind that. Well, I don't know, maybe if you're like fifteen you're like, Well, I wish I was like well no, because then you'd be like twelve. That's not really <laughs> a benefit. <laughs> Maybe some 50-year-olds do wish they were 12. Yeah. yeah. Which one do you think is the fake fact about Caesar? I mean, I don't eat much cheese, but I've never seen a cheese mm-hmm. named after him. Yeah. And I think, you know, a self-titled, like, album makes sense. Self-titled cheese, that's kind of weird. So I'm going to go with that. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix's cheese. Yeah. No, it's awful. <laughs> okay, you are absolutely correct. I've actually gone both of them. Like, yeah, you are on fire with yeah. fake facts about people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was kidnapped by pirates, and he was kidnapped when he was very young, and even told the pirates to up his ransom because he thought he was worth more. Oh. Yeah, brilliant. And oh. he also introduced the leap year. But no such cheese exists. I'm not even sure he named the Caesar salad. Alexander the Great is our final historical figure. So which one is the fake fact about him? Did he name a city after his horse? Was his body preserved in honey? Or, and this is a long one, but you got to keep with it. Did he talk to trees to get information about enemy troops? Well, that is a good 
tactic plan. Mm-hmm. Trees see everything. Yeah. I mean, they're alive. They might never be able to talk, but maybe some trees can talk. Okay, yeah. And sort of like trees just sort of watch over the world. Yeah. So maybe maybe the trees have all the information. But we would never know because we cut them all down to make 15-minute recipe books. <laughs> so he would talk to the trees yeah. to gain insight about further battles? Yeah. Well, but if, you know, like the troops go past the trees. Oh, yeah. Then the trees will know. Of course. Yeah. As long as he was kind to the trees, the trees will be kind in return. How do you, you be kind to a tree? You you hug the trees. Okay, yeah. Really lonely. And they whisper into your ears. Yeah. How do they communicate? Um, they use Morse code yeah. with sap. They like release like like a, a drop <laughs> mm. or like a few drops, and that's like a line. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you get the sap, and then you can tell if the enemy yeah. has been yeah. near the tree. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how long would that process take? Well, first you have to become friends with the tree, mm-hmm. and you cannot put a time limit on a friendship. Yeah, <laughs> forming a friendship. It's a very, it's a very special thing. So we're talking like five years plus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But then, but then once you're friends with the tree, uh huh, it's like it's like a five minute process. So it's a lot of build up. But would you maybe be friends with a bunch of trees along a trail, and then just mm-hmm. stay friends with them throughout yeah. your life? Yeah. Okay. Not only do you get insight, you also gain friends. it's a a beautiful thing actually um what about his body was preserved in honey maybe he just liked the sap so much he was like what Mm. if i what if i had this but better yeah and what if i coated myself in it don't tell the trees that i think you've just broken your relationships with all the trees i mean i don't want to i don't want to break up the friendship there Uh, okay yeah yeah. you can still (laughs) yeah go get them (laughs) (laughs) go on (laughs) run out of this studio and hunt down your tree they're certainly not going anywhere so yeah, so he liked honey so much. Did he like honey as much as Caesar loved cheese? Uh, yeah, there was actually self-titled honey as mm-hmm. well. <laughs> what qualities of Alexander the Great is found in his honey? It's some great honey. Oh yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> you would preserve the body in honey because it doesn't go off, right? Is that a thing? Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Doesn't go off, so he stays alive forever. Yeah. <laughs> So he is friends with the trees for life. Yeah. And when we wake him up, he will then know everything. Mm-hmm. That is why don't tell your secrets near a tree. Because one of them could be him. He could be in the tree. Oh, that, no. That's actually why they got the honey, because the mm-hmm. honey is sticky. And then they yeah. they put bark on the honey. Yeah. So, oh. that, so that it would all stick to the honey. Mm-hmm. And they built a tree around him with bark. Yeah. And he became a tree. Okay. Yeah. Maybe the trees that he encountered were just other great emperors. Yeah. Or great leaders mm-hmm. that were imprisoned in honey. Yeah. Yeah. That is horrifying <laughs> <laughs> to think that people are stuck in trees. But they, they, they wanted it because if, if they become a tree, then they can help other people. Oh. Because that's, that's how the trees that's how the trees know. Because that's there's sweet. people inside. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And what about the first one? He named a city after his horse. Well, I don't know what his horse is called, but I feel like that would be a spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think he would love his horse even more than a tree? His horse was called London. That's the trick. <laughs> That's his horse's name. It's like a riddle or something. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'd probably name after a tree, is funny. Okay, yeah. Like I mean. a maple city. Yeah. Are there any cities named after trees? Birchtown. <laughs> Birchtown, USA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there probably is one. Uh, 
don't think so. You're just going through like a document of every city. Yeah, and every tree, trying to trees. match them up. No, they don't. None of them. Um, I'm still thinking about it, but I feel like it's a lost cause. Was this horse that important that he would do that? Um, I think I think his horse was important, and he was probably like, "I like you a lot," but behind the horse's back, he was actually meeting up with the trees. That's crazy. That's yeah. not allowed. No, it's not. So you'd have to hide the horse whenever you wanted to communicate with the trees. Yeah, but maybe he'd like like to to act like he wasn't friends with all the trees. Mm-hmm. He'd have to like name the city after the horse to act oh, like his favorite yeah. thing was the horse. Of course. But in reality, he just loved the trees. So, so which one do you think is not real? Uh, um, I think the honey is too weird for you to make up. Oh, okay. Or is it? That's the aim of the game, Louis. Um, you've got two out of three. This one, I don't think you've ever gotten three out of three. I don't think I've ever got one. To <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the the trees. And you've done it, Louis. A complete run through. <laughs> yes. This is all a trick. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> there's a tree right outside my house. Yeah. So he did not talk to trees, but he did name a city after his horse, which is called Bucephalus. Of course, that's how you pronounce it, Bucephalus. Yeah. Yep, yeah. and his body was preserved in honey for a short amount of time. Well, you know, little do you know, they're actually all true. And he did talk to the trees. Yeah. Except he couldn't, he couldn't tell anyone about it because mm-hmm. otherwise his horse would find out. But how would I know that? You wouldn't. I mean, we don't know. <laughs> we d- we don't know. Okay, that's just that's just a theory. <laughs> but how would I make it up for my fake quiz? Shh. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> just coincidence. Yeah. Our final game is Budgetary Dictionary. Louis must guess the fake definition of a word I have completely made up. Right. So your first word is ris. 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 It's like rice. Oh. But like S's. Mm-hmm. Where is it like? R-I-S-S. All right. That's how you spell the fake word. Yeah. 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 Or is it a real word? No. No, it's definitely it's a definitely fake word. <laughs> You've just become so sceptical <laughs> because of all of the quizzes. I heard about the trees and I just got <laughs> started questioning everything. Yeah. See, ris actually mm-hmm. means, well, it, it derives from rice. Okay, yeah. In combination, bliss. Oh, okay. So it's amazing rice. Really good rice. So you get like sushi made with rice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's like sort of like the normal sushi. Yeah. But then you get like the upper class and they have sushi with rice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a certain brand of rice. Yeah. Of of rice. Of rice right. Oh no. Yeah. How is it superior? Well, it's infused with with happiness. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> how do you infuse rice with happiness? Uh, you know how you get like wagyu beef and it's like they massage the cows. <laughs> they massage like, the cows. Yeah. Do, then they? <laughs> then nothing. They might. I Maybe they, okay. I, I, I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'm making that up. I think I think they massage the cows and they're like, <laughs> it tastes better. Okay, yeah, <laughs> sure. I I can believe that. But they do the same thing with the rice crops. They massage the rice. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they like have conversations. They become friends with the yeah. rice. <laughs> yeah. Each grain takes one year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They yeah they, they they talk to each grain individually because a lot of people just think like a rice crop is like one thing. One yeah. entity. Mm-hmm. There's actually many individual people. All right. Yeah. So, so like the the rice farmers that truly understand uh-huh. each uh, grain of rice is like significant. Mm. They're like the people who can farm rice. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So you need to be like a high level 
farmer. Yeah, and, oh. and a really nice person as well. All right, yeah. yeah. So can you use Riss in a sentence? I went into the sushi shop expecting Riss, but I was unfortunately met with rice. Awful, yeah. yeah. Um, Not quite. I said Riss was saying something's a risk when it actually is just not. It's like, it's like half a risk. So yeah, it's risk without the, like edge of the k yeah mm-hmm. all right um the next fake word is pro chew pro chew pro chew see pro yeah means for okay something but you're for chewing yeah because you like chewing <laughs> which means you like eating food yeah and you like people eating food okay and you, and you generally support the consumption of food all right yeah and that derives from a movement where all the books were turned into 15-minute <laughs> recipes and how people couldn't eat food. Mm-hmm. And then a revolution occurred called the pro-chew. Pro-chew, yeah, okay. Where people wanted to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So pro-chew is the movement yeah. after the library enslaved people yeah. into Jamie Oliver's 15-minute meals. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And what was their movement all about? It was all about how... They wanted 30-minute meals sometimes. Sometimes they even wanted 45-minute meals. Uh-huh. Because they felt the effort wasn't being put into the food. <laughs> they felt a 15-minute recipe wasn't good enough for them. Um, and so a lot of them felt like, well, in 15 minutes, you can only use so many ingredients. Yeah. And then you prepare so much. They felt like they wanted a, a, a wider range of recipes. Pro-chew means to stop. Stop simple recipes. Okay. And get, like, a more complex flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I went with something slightly different. Yeah. Chew was meant to be like at you, like mm-hmm. when you sneeze, and pro was meant to be before. Mm-hmm. So pro chew is the moment before a sneeze. Oh. Yeah. yeah pretty similar. I mean, kind of. Yeah. yeah. A kind of weird anarchy revolution against fifteen-minute meals, uh-huh. and just the moment before you sneeze. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, the next word is resunked. Resunked. Yes. Is it like? To sink something, so it is sunk, but it is resunk. Mm-hmm. Or is that a word? Is re- resink a word? I think resink is a word. Well, it's if you if if something is sunk, mm-hmm. it's the past tense of yeah. sink. So resinking is to submerge something again. Yeah. But resunking <laughs> <laughs> is to submerge something again. That was in the past. Yeah. If that makes sense. Okay. But you do that with like I don't know, if if you if you if you resunk an argument, it would be an argument you had in the past and it came up again and then you want to get rid of it again. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost my definition is almost like just that. It's the opposite of resurfaced. It's to get popular again only to become even more relevant. Or something like an argument that you want that yeah. comes up again but it gets even more yeah. Sunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to resung. Uh Sphinx is the next word. <laughs> that sounded so foreign. Sphinx. Uh Sphinx. Sphinx. Sounds like Phoenix. Phoenixes. Okay. Yeah. But, but you switch the S mm. where it's plural at the end, but you make it plural at the front for some reason. But they're Phoenixes. Yeah. It's Sphinx. Sphinx. And why have I done that? Because because phoenix, phoenix is plural, but mm-hmm. announcing that it is a phoenix before you announce that it is plural. 
Yeah. But you're, you you really want them to know that it's plural before you even tell them what there is. Because it's so dangerous to have multiple yeah. phoenixes. So as soon as you say S, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Did you just say S? Is that plural? <laughs> <laughs> so Sphinx yeah. is multiple phoenixes. But it's so important, like it's so dangerous to have yeah. multiple phoenixes. Yeah. You the, put it at the, the start. Yeah, it has to be announced first. Okay. And that's well, that's like a word, right? Yeah. But that's one example. There's like a whole another language, mm-hmm. or like there's a whole addition to the English language where you put the plural first. Yeah. And that's one. That's so one it's example. just an example. Yeah. And what is that called when you put the plural first? It's plural backwards because you put it at the front. Whatever that is. Le, 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 brilliant so i said sphinx was to prank somebody by dressing up as the sphinx oh which is not far from multiple phoenixes phoenixes, but it's yeah yeah (laughs) okay flappled 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 it's like a okay flap is like the bird thing yeah and then you get like grappled oh which is like to grapple onto something mm-hmm. and like to, to cling onto it yeah but because it's flap and it's with someone's wing yeah it's like the equivalent of a wing on a human is like sort of like the arm if you made it into like a wing shape mm-hmm. so you use like the wing shape of your arm by bending like half of your arm inwards to form like a wing shape and you grapple up a building doing that <laughs> you like scale a building okay using, using your arm as a grapple. yeah I, I get that, yeah. yeah. So you <laughs> you make your hand into a ring shape yeah, and use that to kind of... Like reach up a building and then climb off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so it's a technique to climb buildings. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I said it was when you're so confused that you fly away, which could be either metaphorically or physically. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of close to climbing a building, <laughs> I guess. It's just like... In, in like a random situation you're confused mm-hmm. and you fly away and you make them confused like wait <laughs> he just flew away yeah so the purpose is to make even more confusion in the world yeah okay all right too many people understand everything yeah. you we know you to, gotta to start confusing people we gotta get a bit of mystery back yeah what about unantified to antify someone is to turn them into an ant okay <laughs> unantify someone is the process of taking someone who's an ant trying to make them into a person uh-huh yeah. Which one is harder, to turn someone into an ant or to get them back to a human? Turn someone into an ant is, like, harder because no one wants to be an ant. Mm. But so ants, you need to persuade someone as well. Yeah. yeah. But ants are just like, I mean, if you can do it, I'll, I'll be a human. Of course, yeah. yeah. So it's like a kind of Pinocchio-esque story yeah. about an ant wanting to be a real boy. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Beautiful. It's the next uh, Pixar and Disney mashup mm-hmm. of ants. And Bugs and, Life. And Pinocchio. Yeah. 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 Okay. I kind of put that it's an object that has its ants removed. Oh. Yeah, so like a picnic blanket, you would unantify that to or remove like, all the like ants. Like an ant farm. Yeah. Just get rid of all the ants. So you can turn it into a regular farm. farm. Yeah. <laughs> so growing some crops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, the last word I have made up is interjamification. Um interjamification interjamification it's taking jam yes instead of making a sandwich uh-huh where you put jam on the inside you're interjamifying the bread okay so you put the bread around two slices of jam <laughs> 
so you sort of like jam on both sides of the bread. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it's like an outwards jam sandwich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've kind of mingled jam into everyone. Yeah, because the the bread is between two jam things, so it's interjamified. Oh, well, okay. Wait. <laughs> so you get two slices of jam. Well, I don't know. I don't want to call them slices because that sounds really weird. <laughs> but like two like sheets, sheets of jam. <laughs> surrounding a piece of bread yeah so it's like a jam sandwich has been flipped yeah or it's like jam on toast except on both sides yeah because people are like one side is nice one side is kind of plain yeah what if i interjamified it of course yeah Yeah. that's what you want to do um and the advantages would be you get more jam per bread yeah and the negatives would be you get sticky hands And do the pros outweigh the cons? I mean, interjamification is a real thing, so I guess so. Okay. <laughs> well, I put when you interrupt someone to add jam to your conversation. Yeah. So if we had an example, so you start a conversation, I'll try and add jam to it. Yeah. Well, um, how do you feel about the the current uh, social climate? Well, I feel like what's more important is the jam. In our wow. society. That is true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a classic trick of yeah. interjamification. It's for the jam addicts. Yeah. Jam enthusiasts. They so, just interjamify yeah. every conversation. If you hear it, just, like, stop them and say yeah. it's okay. I mean, sometimes people don't even realize. They'll yeah. be talking about, like, a political issue, and then mm-hmm. two minutes later they'll be talking about their favorite jam, and be like, wait a second. Yeah. How did this happen? <laughs> the people that do it are real sneaky about yeah, it. They, are. they can kind of dodge all of your different topics, mm. and you've somehow still ended back at jam. Yeah. Even though you've just had a conversation about jam. And before they before they get too suspicious about it, you sort of turn the jam into a metaphor for mm. what they were talking about before. So you so you sort of go back to that. So they think they were talking about it the whole time. Oh, okay. But in reality, yeah. you got some like jam conversation in there. And you blame them for criticizing your jam. It's a yeah. very defensive technique. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was another installment of Spicy Times. I've been Oliver Spicer. I've been Louis. And I hope we can hear you next. That doesn't work. I hope, and I hope you will tune into the next episode of Spicy, Spicy Times. Times. Cool.